We're going to cause trouble. Scott Farrell is calling the shots from the sideline. We're going to make fun of people. We're going to hurt people's feelings. It's Farrell on the bench. I believe in whipped cream with everything. How about that debut by Brian Kelly down in New Orleans at the Superdome on Sunday night as LSU lost to Florida State after rallying from 14 points down in the fourth quarter to get an extra point to send the game into overtime. The Tigers saw it all crash and burn when the Knolls D-back Shaheen Brown blocked Damian Ramos's kick to give the Knolls the 24-23 steal over LSU in their backyard on Bourbon Street. It was the second block kick of the game. They blocked a field goal attempt in the first half as well. The Tigers had all kinds of problems on special teams, not just the kicking game. They failed to field a pair of punts, both of which... Florida State recovered. They were awful. Kelly said, quote, mistake after mistake for us, particularly in the first half. And, you know, obviously more mistakes in the second half. I'm not here to say we take any solace in a loss. The reality is we've got some learning to do. We've got to coach better and we've got to play better. A bad start for Kelly, the $10 million man, He's the first Tigers coach to lose his debut since Jerry DiNardo back in 95. Kelly signed a 10-year, $95 million deal to join LSU in late November, replacing Ed Orgeron. And there he goes. Nice start for him with the Bayou Bengals. They were down seven on the two-yard line with only one second left. Daniels threw what looked to be the game-tying TD to Jeray Jenkins before the blocked extra point. Playing behind a, a bad line, Daniels was 26 of 35 for 209 and two TDs, no picks. He ran the ball 16 times for a buck 14. Of course, they got Jaden Daniels from Arizona State in the transfer portal. The Knolls sacked him four times. Kelly said the Knolls front was very good. They brought tons of pressure. Their DNs were a challenge for the true freshman, Will Campbell, and the right tackle, Cam Wire. They battled but couldn't get it done. Florida State quarterback Jordan Travis had a great night, if you ask me, 20-32 for 260 and two touchdowns, no picks. He was second on the night for the Knolls in rushing with 31 yards on eight carries. It was the Knolls' first win against an SEC team since beating Florida back in 2017. Kelly added, what we learned is we've got to coach better. We have to have our kids coach in a manner where they're ready, and I'm accountable for that. A lot of people were asking why LSU, when they got down there uh, and had a chance to tie it uh, with the extra point, why didn't they go for two and try to win the game? They'd already had all these problems with their kicking game, a block kick earlier, the two bad punts. Then you send the kid back out to do it again. You deserve to lose. So I think it's on Kelly, if you ask me, without a doubt. Who else are you going to blame? And they're paying him $10 million. I got to tell you, the biggest thing I saw over the weekend was what Georgia did to Oregon. 
Stetson Bennett threw for 368 yards. He had like three TDs that he accounted for. The defense was unbelievable. And the Bulldogs, ranked number three, looked like a champion as they beat the living snot out of number 11 Oregon 49-3 to at the Mercedes-Benz in Hottown. Bennett was 25-31 of 31 with two TDs, ran for another. It was their opener. Uh, and then it was like, you know, by the end of the third quarter, he was like, done, Bennett. Like, sit down, you're good. And Georgia at that point led 42-3 to and just destroyed Dan Lanning's start as the Ducks coach. Of course, he was the D coordinator at Georgia when he got the job in Eugene to coach the Ducks. How about Georgia? They opened it up. They threw 37 times for 439 yards. Kirby Smart said, I think when you watch what they did, if you're watching from home, you're saying, man, I'd love to come play in that offense. Bennett's back for his sixth college season, and he's got the starting gig. He used to battle for playing time. He was the MVP of both Georgia's wins in the college football playoff and the national championship. He set a career high for passing yards in this game against Oregon. He said, it's always good to go in being the guy. It was pretty cool. He took the Bulldogs to the end zone in all six possessions that he was in the game. He ran for a one-yard score, tossed TD passes of four yards to McConkey. He got away from a pass rush, and they had him locked down, and then uh, he threw 18 yards to uh, Adani Mitchell. I mean, he was just on fire. The new quarterback at Oregon is Bo Nix. You remember him from Auburn, but he was just as bad for Oregon as he was at Auburn. He was never good there. He lost to Georgia three times when he was at Auburn. Make it four now. How about the freshman Malachi Starks for Georgia? He had a pick and eight tackles in the game. Lanning said that Nix is still the quarterback. He's our guy. He did a good job handling some of the adverse situations. Now we got to figure out how he can improve. Georgia doesn't have another tough game until November 19th at Kentucky. Oregon plays next week in their home opener at Outson against Eastern Washington. They'll kill them. Georgia has the Athens home opener next Saturday against a real tough one, an FCS opponent, Sanford and Sons. I got to tell you, maybe the most impressive performance of the weekend was by Anthony Richardson, the Florida Gators quarterback. He ran for three touchdowns in his second career start, including a two-yarder with a buck 25 left. Florida upset seventh-ranked Utah 29-26 at the Swamp. Billy Napier starts his career as the head coach of the Gators with a huge win. Fifth-year linebacker Amari Bernie was the hero. He intercepted Cam Rising's second down and goal pass in the end zone with 17 seconds left. I thought the receiver got obliterated. It should have been pass interference, but it didn't matter because they weren't going to call that in Gainesville. So Bernie's pick held up and the Gators sealed the game with it. Richardson ran 11 times for 106 yards. He was 17 of 24, 168 yards and didn't turn the ball over. 
Utah coach Kyle Whittingham said he's going to get his NFL payday. He's 6'4", 230, and runs a 4-3. He's a terrific player. Rising's pick cost him the game. He was 22 of 32 for 216 with a TD. He had a turnover. He ran for 91 yards. The difference was the red zone. Florida got in there three times, and they scored on all three touchdowns, that is. The Utes had a late turnover, and they got stopped on consecutive downs at the goal line to open the third quarter. They couldn't put it in the end zone. Utah plays Southern Utah next Saturday, and that's going to get ugly. Florida has another tough one. How about hosting number 20 Kentucky uh, in an SEC game next Saturday night? I gave you Arkansas to cover. That was a good game. They beat Cincinnati in a battle of two ranked teams. The Hogs 19th, Cincy 23rd in the nation. And you got K.J. Jefferson doing his thing. He threw for 223 yards and three TDs and ran for 62 yards in their seven-point win over the Bearcats. He hooked up with the big tight end, Trey Knox, who caught two of the three TD passes in the game. The kid for Cincinnati, Ben Bryan, who transferred from Eastern Michigan, played pretty well. He threw for 325. He just threw for one less TD. It was Arkansas's first top 25 game at home since 2016. They were 9-4 and four last year, their best finish since 2011. The coach, Pittman, said when Cincinnati was put on the schedule, I was like, why, to be honest with you? I am tickled to death that we're 1-0 and we beat Cincinnati. Yeah, I don't want to play them. We played them once. We beat them. That's enough for me. The Hogs open SEC play next week against South Carolina in Fayetteville in week two. Cincinnati's going to destroy Ferrellisaw State at Nippert Stadium in the Queen City. How about NC State? They survived. Dave Doran's team watched a late field goal sail wide as the 13th-ranked Wolfpack held on 21-20 in a great game at East Carolina in Greenville. Holton Aylers threw for 255 yards for two TDs as well to lead the Pirates. And they held the Wolfpack to 25 yards in the fourth quarter and came back in that game. NC State's Coach Doran said the kid had missed an extra point, so I thought it was in his head a little bit. NC State has Charleston Southern next week in Raleigh, and ECU hosts Old Dominion. They beat Va Tech last Friday uh, in their opener in a stunning upset. It's the second time they've beaten them in the last few years. Other teams that look good, Ohio State did look good, but they didn't cover that big number against Notre Dame. They beat them 21-10. to Bama blew out Utah State 55-zip. I gave you an in-game plus 55 and a hook, and it covered. Beautiful. Michigan smoked Colorado State and covered 51-7. Oklahoma rolled for Brent Venables 45-13 over UTEP. Baylor crushed Albany 69-10. Lincoln Riley's USC Trojans ripped Rice 66-14. That was easy money. Miami crushed Bethune-Cookman 70-13 at Hard Rock in Miami. Wisconsin pitched a shutout against Illinois State. Kentucky rolled Miami of Ohio. Ole Miss big over Troy. Houston won in three overtimes, and BYU also won. BYU won.